This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm back with another true crime story to lull you to sleep or perhaps to give you nightmares. You never truly know who a person is or what they're capable of. Trust no one. I wish it didn't have to be this way. I wish that all people on this earth were good people. But there are so many bad people out there, and they're often disguised as friends. Tonight, we're talking about the ultimate betrayal between a young, pregnant woman and her jealous, so-called friend. 21-year-old Regan Simmons Hancock was pregnant with her second baby girl until 27-year-old Taylor Parker decided to take it all away from her by cutting her baby from her womb in a vicious attack. Both Reagan and baby Braxlin would die. Only after an arrest was made and the case went to trial would we learn just how truly sinister the perpetrator, Taylor Parker, is. Let's jump right in. On October 9th, 2020, at around 10.18 a.m. in the morning, the new Boston Police Department received a 911 call from a woman who was screaming into the phone that someone had killed her baby. She was crying and completely distraught as she told the dispatcher that she had walked into her daughter's home and found her lying on the floor face down in a large pool of blood. When officers arrived on the scene, they discovered 21-year-old Regan Hancock lying on the living floor of her home, face down, deceased. There was an abundance of blood found around the victim's body and throughout the rest of the house, on the walls, on the floors, appliances, and furniture. Regan's three-year-old daughter, Kinley, was discovered at home with her mother's dead body. The woman who found Regan and phoned 911 was Regan's mother, Jessica Brooks. She was screaming to officers that they needed to check if the baby was okay because Regan is 34 weeks pregnant. The paramedics are called into the home to assess the baby, and when they turn Regan's body over, they discover a large gash across her stomach. It appeared that the baby had been cut out of her stomach and Regan was no longer pregnant. 
This was an absolutely devastating scene. And for her mother to find her body in such a state, it's horrific. Regan Michelle Simmons Hancock was born on November 14, 1998 in Hope, Arkansas. She was described by her family and friends as being someone with a beautiful soul and a joy to everyone who knew her. She was an active churchgoer and member of her community. Along with her husband, Homer Hancock, she lived in New Boston, Texas with her three-year-old daughter, Kinley. She worked as a customer service representative with Flying Burger, but her biggest joy in life was being an amazing wife and mother. Regan and her husband were over the moon excited to be welcoming another little baby girl soon, who they were going to name Braxlyn Sage. And now that was over. Someone had violently taken Regan's life, but where was baby Braxlyn? Police wouldn't have to wait long to find out. Half an hour before Jessica Brooks would call 911 to report finding her daughter Regan murdered in her home, there would be another call to come into the emergency line. A 27-year-old woman named Taylor Parker would call 911 to report that a state trooper was following her and she was going into labor so she needed an ambulance dispatched. The police officer pulls her over as Taylor cries into the phone that she has to get to Itabel, Oklahoma because that's where her doctor was located. He has her pulled over because she had been driving down the highway at a high rate of speed with her hazard lights on and she was driving completely erratically, almost hitting a pickup truck and a bicyclist at one point. She is still on the phone with 911 as the officer approaches her vehicle, a 2009 Toyota Corolla. Now, according to this police officer, when he gets to the car, he sees Taylor Parker sitting in the front seat, holding a bloody baby that is wrapped up in a blanket. The baby does not appear to be breathing or moving at all. It is very apparent that this baby has just been born as they have their umbilical cord still attached to the placenta, which appears to be down Taylor's pants. She is covered in blood. Taylor pleads with the officer to put them both in his car and drive them to Itabel. He in turn asks how old the baby is and she tells him maybe 35 minutes old. She tells the officer she has just given birth on the side of the road and the baby isn't breathing. All of this would be recorded on the officer's body cam as well as recorded on that 911 phone call. A good citizen sees the vehicles pulled over and stops to assist. Amanda Perky works at a nearby school and she stopped to see if she could help the officer and the woman holding the baby. She would say that she had this gut feeling that she just had to stop. So she passed the vehicles, but she ended up driving back and she tried to help Taylor with CPR on the baby, but it wasn't working. Taylor still refuses to go to the closest hospital, instead insisting that she must go to her doctor in Edabel. Eventually, the ambulance arrives on the scene. Taylor tells them that she was due to have the baby on September 30th, but she went into early labor as she was leaving Walmart. The paramedic would note that they were very concerned because Taylor looked to be very small for such a late stage of pregnancy. 
The paramedic determines that they need to take Taylor's pants off to inspect her to make sure that she's okay after just giving birth. When they cut them off with trauma shears, the placenta that was down her pants falls onto the floor of the car. They give her another pair of pants to wear that just so happened to be in her vehicle, and Taylor and the baby are transported to the hospital in Edabel. The baby dies. Now the doctors at the hospital want to check Taylor out too. They want to make sure that she's okay, which is to be expected if she had just given birth in her car. There's going to be some aftercare that needs to happen when a woman gives birth. But Taylor refuses. It becomes very clear at this point that Taylor did not just give birth to a baby and the doctors call the police. Taylor Parker would admit to being in some sort of physical altercation with Reagan, and she would tell the police that she abducted a child afterwards. She kept the details mostly brief at first, but don't be fooled. What she did to Reagan was barbaric. Taylor would eventually admit to the police that she brought a scalpel to Reagan's house and used it to slice her stomach open and take the baby. She said she left the scalpel at the house. Investigators who were now processing the crime scene at Reagan's home couldn't find the scalpel anywhere that Taylor was referring to. It was only during Reagan's autopsy that the medical examiner would find it still lodged in Reagan's neck. Reagan Hancock had been beaten, stabbed as many as a hundred times by Taylor Parker. She was attacked in several different areas of her home, leaving a blood trail behind her as she tried to fight back and to get away. She was slashed, stabbed, and bludgeoned with a hammer before her baby was then cut out of her belly from behind with a scalpel. It was a prolonged bloody murder that would have been agonizing to go through. Reagan fought for her life as she would have these defensive wounds on her hands. She also fought for her unborn child's life and the life of her three-year-old daughter who was also home at the time of the attack. What kind of person could do this to a pregnant woman? A monster like Taylor Parker. So let's take a closer look at her background and what events led up to this deadly day. 27-year-old Taylor Parker was said to have a difficult childhood. When she was younger, she was considered morbidly obese, and those who knew her said that she had very low self-esteem. She really hated who she was, which led to her lying about almost everything in her life. She didn't like the life that she had, so she would basically create a new one over and over again. Taylor would tell the craziest, wildest stories from a very young age. When she was around 8 years old, she would tell the kids that she went to school with that she had cancer. She would also tell everyone that she had this older boyfriend who she would hang out with on the weekends and even hook up with. We're talking about at the age of 8 years old. Taylor wanted attention for all of the wrong reasons and she was committed to getting it. The problem is, most people were fully aware that her stories were complete lies. She was the kind of person who would carry on and push her lies until she was pretty much blue in the face. She would never back down when she was confronted. 
When Taylor was in high school, she would make up stories about having this long-term older boyfriend. She would also lie and say that she was pregnant with this boy's baby. When her friends would ask to see a photo of this boyfriend, she would make up excuses as to why she didn't have any. She would also say that she miscarried all of these pregnancies. This happened several times until eventually, Taylor actually did get pregnant while she was in high school. Many people believed that she did it on purpose because people were getting suspicious and she was developing this reputation as a liar. People believed that she got pregnant on purpose to finally prove to people that she was really pregnant after faking all of those other pregnancies. There were other stories from high school about Taylor, asking her friends to take photos of their bodies and sending them to her. Now, it's alleged that she would crop these photos to cut off the heads of her friends and then send them to guys that she was catfishing online. She had all of these fake profiles set up and had all of these different numbers that she was texting from. She was a huge catfish, according to those who knew her. I include these stories from people she grew up with because she really has developed a pattern over the years of just being a compulsive liar who will absolutely push the limits just to prove her point. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in True Accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals 
that are also dietitian approved. No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle. And I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code NAPPER50 at factormeals.com slash NAPPER50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Taylor would get married and divorced twice, and she would end up having two children of her own. After her babies, she would drop all of the weight. Some people believed that she had a tummy tuck and liposuction done because she was seen in a few different tummy tuck support groups talking about her surgery online. Other people believed that she may have gotten gastric band surgery, but whatever she did, she looked amazing and she carried herself in a new way. The new, skinnier Taylor was much more confident. At some point, Taylor would form a connection with a young woman named Reagan Hancock. The two would meet online and develop this sort of social media friendship. They would meet up in person every so often, but Taylor was not really someone who Reagan would call a close friend. Most of their communication would happen online only. I don't know about you, but I have so many online friends who I always hype up or who will show love and support on my posts. We don't really spend time together in person, but there's someone who I check in with every so often. That was the kind of friendship that Reagan had with Taylor Parker. We do know that for whatever reason, Taylor was actually the person who photographed Reagan's wedding to her husband, Homer. Taylor would begin dating a man named Wade Griffin, and they seemed like a really happy couple together. Wade would help to raise Taylor's two children, and he would be over the moon excited to find out that he would be having a child of his very own. Taylor would announce her third pregnancy in a very public way. She would post bump updates every week and ultrasound photos of her developing baby. This was something that she could connect with Reagan over because Reagan was also expecting a baby girl of her own. In fact, Taylor would reveal that she was having a girl in a very elaborate gender reveal photo shoot with Wade. Taylor would take every opportunity to share pregnancy updates on her social media page, but there was a catch. She had just about every family member or close friend of hers blocked on Facebook. She didn't want any of them to know what was going on in her life, and there was a very important reason for this. Taylor had had a hysterectomy. 
it was not possible for her to be pregnant, and her closest friends and family knew this. There was no way that she could successfully convince her social media friends and her new boyfriend that she was pregnant with a little girl if those who really knew her were there to rain on her parade. So she just blocked them out. Taylor was willing to go the mile to really make her story believable. She knew that she had a history of lying and people knew about it, but she wanted everyone to know that she was really pregnant this time. She would even go as far as to post photos on social media that would appear to show her in the hospital hooked up to IVs or oxygen, struggling with various pregnancy health scares. She loved the attention that a difficult pregnancy was getting her, especially by her boyfriend, Wade. This would be Wade's first biological child, and he was stoked about it. He was completely convinced that Taylor was really pregnant, and he didn't understand why other people didn't believe her. Taylor would even take him to her doctor's appointments, but she would have him sit in the waiting room while she went in to see the doctor. She told him that this was their policy. Because of COVID, they could only allow one patient into the examination room at a time, which might be believable. Of course, this was an absolute lie, and who knows what she was actually there to see her doctor about. Now, at some point, Taylor's gonna have to come clean about making up this entire pregnancy. Well, that's what one would expect her to do. Or to make up a new lie that could explain why she wasn't going to the hospital in labor and coming home with a baby. But Taylor was more dedicated to proving her lie to be true, that she was going to go much further than anyone expected. Taylor had a supposed date set for her scheduled C-section, October 9th, 2020. Now, the day before she's supposed to go in for this C-section, she goes to Reagan's house for a visit. It was sometime after 7 p.m. after Reagan's husband, Homer, had arrived home from work and they had family dinner. Taylor was bringing Reagan some gifts, something for the baby, and a Starbucks coffee. Homer would later say that he heard them talking about the baby's nursery and how Taylor wanted to help Reagan to decorate it. Then he went to bed and he said he wasn't sure what time Taylor had gone home. The following day, it's Taylor's scheduled C-section. The hospital, where she has told her boyfriend and other friends that she's going to deliver at, Well, that hospital receives a bomb threat called in, and it's locked down. Taylor's boyfriend, Wade, was supposed to meet Taylor at the hospital around noon for her scheduled C-section. But of course, now with the bomb threat, that couldn't happen. Also on this day, Reagan's husband, Homer, receives a series of strange text messages from his wife that would say that didn't sound like her at all. In these texts, she tells him that she just wants to be happy and their relationship is not working out, which was totally out of the blue and sounded off to Homer. Around 9.34am, while he's at work, Homer receives a Facebook message from a friend and a neighbor who tells him that their puppy is out of the house. When he tries to call Reagan to go get the puppy, she doesn't answer. He calls again at 958 10.02, 1002, 10.04, 10.06, and 10.20. And when his wife doesn't answer, he heads home as quickly as possible. 
He knows that something isn't right. Sadly, by the time he reaches his home, the police are there with their lights on, and the crime scene tape is already up around his property. His daughter, Kinley, was standing in the driveway with police officers, and that's where he learned that his wife, Reagan, had been murdered, and his unborn baby had been cut and taken from her stomach. This was basically a very simple case. It was very clear what had happened here, but no one could have imagined just how vicious and deceitful this killer was. Taylor Parker was arrested and charged with capital murder, which is a death penalty case. The details surrounding Reagan's murder would be released during the trial, and they are disturbing. What this woman did goes beyond wanting to have a baby. She violently attacked Reagan, leaving her with gashes and bruises all over her body. In the end, Reagan would be stabbed by Taylor over 100 times, with 39 of them landing in her skull. Taylor had also slashed at Reagan's neck with the knife. The autopsy revealed that Reagan had a broken nose and five skull fractures that were as a result of Taylor hitting her with the blunt end of a hammer. This was a vicious beating. A scalpel was then used to slice open Reagan's pregnant belly and take the baby out, and then the scalpel was lodged into Reagan's neck. During the trial, we also learned more about the timeline of events that occurred. The day prior to the murder, on October 8th, Taylor downloads an app on her phone called Talkatone app, which allows the user to text or make phone calls over the internet, basically over the internet versus using data. Taylor was known to use these kinds of apps to text herself and to hide her identity when she wanted to text people that she knew. According to the investigators, Taylor was using one of these numbers to communicate with both Reagan and her husband, Homer, including on the day of the murder. Taylor visits Reagan that evening and brings her the gifts. The next morning is October 9th, 2020, the day Taylor would kill Reagan and take her baby. Taylor would be seen on surveillance video of a convenience store called Easy Mart at around 6.46 a.m. that morning. She's seen wearing a black jacket with leopard print lining and a white t-shirt as she goes inside to pay for $10 worth of gas. At approximately 7.22 a.m., a city bus equipped with a camera drives by Reagan's home and captures the house with the garage door down and no vehicles in the driveway. Now, sometime between 7.30 and 7.40 a.m., a neighbor reports seeing a dark-colored Toyota Corolla parked in front of Reagan's house when she left for work. Later that morning, at around 10 a.m., this neighbor received a phone call from her son who was at home. He told her that something weird was happening next door, and he heard screaming and crying. Unfortunately, it would be too late to save Reagan. The scream that he had heard was that of Reagan's mother, Jessica, finding her body. The really horrifying part here is that Reagan's three-year-old daughter, Kinley, was home when the attack occurred, and it's unclear what, if anything, that little girl witnessed. Another neighbor, who also happened to be a friend, also noticed something strange. 
Brittany Thompson was getting ready to go to the store at around 7.45 a.m. when she sees Reagan and Homer's puppy has gotten out, has gotten out on the loose. The Hancock home also has their garage door up, which was really strange because they usually kept it closed. Brittany sends Homer a quick Facebook message just to let him know his puppy's out. Then she walks over to the home and notices that the door is slightly ajar. She calls out, but no one answers. She decides to put the puppy back in the yard because she's not sure if anyone is home, and she just lets Homer know that his house door was left open, but nobody was answering when she called out. Taylor would be pulled over with the baby in her car at around 9.30 a.m. that morning, which means that Reagan was likely killed at some point between 7.30 a.m. and 9 a.m. In Taylor's vehicle, police would find a loaded revolver with five rounds in the chamber. They would also find a bloody blanket and pillow, bloody paperwork, and a bag of trash from McDonald's. Yes, Taylor had gone to McDonald's for food before driving to Reagan's home to kill her and take her baby. There was a bloody diaper bag with baby clothes, many of which still had tags still on them. There were diapers and blankets. Every inch of blood that was found in that vehicle and on the clothing that Taylor was wearing came back as a match to Reagan and her baby. None of the DNA was a match for Taylor. Just last month, in October of 2022, Taylor Parker went on trial for capital murder. With all of the evidence presented, it took the jury less than two hours to find her guilty of capital murder and to sentence her to death. She now sits on death row, awaiting her date. Reagan's mother would read a victim impact statement in court and call Taylor a, quote, evil piece of flesh demon. She said, my baby was alive, still fighting for her babies when you tore her open and ripped her baby from her stomach. Taylor was a compulsive liar who left behind so many victims in the wake of her brutal attack beautiful mama-to-be Reagan and her unborn baby, her husband Homer and their daughter Kinley, all of Reagan's extended family and her poor mother who had to find her body, and Taylor's boyfriend, Wade, who clearly had no idea that his girlfriend was stringing him along just for the ride. He really believed that he was going to be a daddy, and I'm sure this was a complete shock to him. I'll end this episode with a clip from Reagan's mother, Jessica, now that justice has been served. A heavy, heavy burden feels lifted. I feel like now we can start trying to heal. Um, we don't have this over our heads. We know where she's going to be. We know where she's at, and she's taken care of. I wanted to speak for our family and, you know, let her know what we all felt. Just to that's it for me tonight if you want to reach out you can find me on facebook at serial napper you can also search for me on apple or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts check me out on twitter at serial underscore napper or i'm on youtube and if you're watching on youtube i'd love if you can give me a thumbs up and subscribe until next time stay safe stay kind especially in the comments.
ไป